Bishop Dr. Michael Hutton Wood, the senior pastor of House of Judah, UK, the Happy Church, presents six dynamic life-changing books that will catapult you to higher heights untitled. Success Has No Uncles, 12 Cancers to Avoid at All Costs in Leadership, Ministry, and Management. You have only one life. Make it count. Understanding and releasing the power of first fruit offerings and tithes. Invoking the incredible power of altars and sacrifices. Forgive, but don't forget. Success is self-determined. Success consists of little daily efforts. And failure consists of little daily neglects. Daniel said, I understood by books. No matter what life throws at you, stay focused and keep moving through relevant and current information. These books are definitely a must for your library. Order your copies today by calling or visiting our website, www.housejitter.org.uk, or using the information on your screen. Amen. God bless everybody. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Praise the worship team. This is how we fight our battles. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise be to God. God bless you all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. It's Father's Day. Amen. Oh, wow. Amen. It's Father's Day. Amen. Amen. If your father never did anything, you're here. Amen. Amen. As my mom used to say, that's all they're good for. But praise God, there are still some good men. Amen. And this is the day we set aside to celebrate our fathers we thank god for being the father when we were fatherless amen and amen 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 god has been there when we weren't there god was always there amen amen when we violated and did not look after you god always looked after you in the name of jesus we are grateful then to god for being our father, I thank God personally myself as a man where fatherhood is looked down upon and despised mainly because of us. Amen. But I thank God for God that there is at least one good father that can teach us men how to be good men. Amen. We want to also thank God for our bishop. Amen. He's watching. Bishop, we love you. Bishop, we thank you. You're our great father. God bless you, sir. The Lord of heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We sent him away to rest. And we said, Bishop, none of this sneaky going off about your preaching in places. Amen. We shall see. <laughs> amen. God bless. Before I go any further, I believe um, Sister Kadian as a testimony or should we wait till next week wait till next week because it's a big testimony amen it's a very large testimony amen and she's got to get everything in line first amen amen alright we are grateful to God right now in the name of Jesus we want to be upstanding before we present our speaker for the day I want you to be upstanding right now Amen. We want to lift our voice right now that as our speaker comes on, everything he will say that will resonate in our hearts, that we will listen right now and receive from him. Lift your voice now. 
that you receive the word of God. In the name of Jesus. We pray, O oh God, in Madabab, the anointing on the house of Balomozanda as we listen. In Madabas, in the listening, uh, there is deliverance. And Badabas, lift your voice right now. We pray for unction on his life. We pray for anointing on his life. In the name of Jesus, you may be, keep standing. We thank God that this ministry can raise giants. Amen. And we have a giant of a man, the giant of a father, the giant of a musician. Amen. Amen. And he has a giant of a name, Michael. Amen. Amen. We want to receive. Our associate pastor, Pastor Michael Hutton Will. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. The Lord be praised. Amen. Thank you, House of Judah, for such a warm welcome. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. It's all by His grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for this day. Amen. It's a privilege and an honor to stand here uh, before God's people. Amen. I thank God for our bishop. Amen. Um, who's given me the opportunity to preach this day. Amen. He is a good, good father. Amen. And even on this Father's Day, I want us to one more time... Put our hands together for our bishop, amen. The father of this house, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Even on this special Father's Day, even as we are in the spirit of praise and worship, amen, I want us to sing this song, Good, Good Father, amen. Our bishop is a good, good father, and he has been given to us by the ultimate, greatest, good, good father, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We praise your name. We praise your name. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I. your please and that I'm never alone. You're good. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. Lord, it's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I Searching, many searching for answers. Far and wide, but I 
perfect in all your ways because you are perfect in all your ways. Yes, you are. Perfect in all of your ways. Oh, you are perfect in all of your ways. You're a good, good father. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. Thank you, Lord. It's who you are. Thank you, Father. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated in the house in the presence of God. Amen. God bless you, music team, for your powerful ministration. Amen. Father's Day. Praise the Lord. Amen. I think um, myself and Pastor Johnson, we've been spoilt this month. Amen. Every Sunday is a special Sunday. Every opportunity to preach is a special opportunity. Amen. But my honorable brother pastor johnson got to preach on his wedding anniversary amen and i am also blessed that i get to preach on father's day hallelujah hallelujah amen i am privileged and i am honored amen we thank god for god first and foremost our father amen and as pastor johnson said we thank god for bishop Michael Hutton Wood, amen, the father of the house. Um, I've said it here a few times, and any time I, I stand here and I have an opportunity to say it, I will always say it, amen. Uh, growing up, uh, sharing your father with people that you know, people that you don't know, having to share him with people across the, the nations, across the world, was not easy, amen. Amen. And uh, I had to learn quickly that my father is not just my father. And that's something that I've grown up with and I've learned and I've learned and I've learned and I've understood more and more as I've gotten older that as men in the house, as fathers in the house, both here and online, you're not only a father to your biological children, you are meant to be a father everywhere you go. Amen? And in everything you do as a father, as a man, you are meant to lead by example and be a father figure wherever you are. Um, in, my, in my workplace, I've, I've said this before, uh, one of my colleagues one day came, came to me and said, uh, went to another colleague and said, oh, yeah, yeah, do you know Michael? Yeah, Michael, Michael, yeah, yeah. Do you know he's the pastor of this place, isn't it? He's the pastor of this place. And I, I looked at him and I said, I'd never told him that I was a, I was a pastor. I never told him I was a, a youth pastor, a youth minister. He just saw how I conducted myself in the workplace. And he declared that, yeah, yeah, Hound Wood, he's the pastor of this place, amen? So that's just to let us know that we, are, we as men are meant to be fathers, amen? I do want to say an honorable shout-out to all the women in the house. Who, amen? I like, I like the fact that the women clapped even before I finished saying what I was saying. Praise God. Amen. Women, you know you're powerful and special. Amen. I did want to give a, a shout out um, to all the women who are playing both the roles of father and mother um, in, their, in their household and in life. 
your job is not easy, but with God, all things are possible. Amen. Amen, amen. So I wanted to do, I found um, a reading, which I really loved. It was written by an, an Indian um, publisher in one of the newspapers in Delhi. Um, he wrote, what is a father? Fathers, though known by different names, are intrinsically similar. A father is the first superhero we know, and for a girl, he is the Prince Charming she will always fall back on. It goes without saying that a father stretches his means for his children, and his love for them is both unfathomable and unconditional. He loves without reasons, holds your finger when you need a helping hand. He is always there to support and guide you, and stays just close behind to hold you back if you fall. A father is a lot of things, but essentially he is a loving parent who will unhesitantly go to extreme lengths for his children. Amen. So all the fathers in the house, this is who we are, and this is who we are meant to be. I remember growing up, uh, comedically, Bishop would often say, if I choose to go out into the world and sleep with a woman, amen. And, oh, yeah, okay. That was quiet. I thought I was going to get a little, ooh. Okay, so let's just try again. Bishop would say, if I choose to go out into the world at a young age and sleep with a woman, praise God, you're, you're, you're sanctified today, amen, praise God. <laughs> and, and, she, and she falls pregnant. Well done, see, I can count on the, there we go, there we go. <laughs> and uh, we give birth to a child it will be my responsibility to look after said child and I thought to myself okay hold on let me look at my father let me look at his responsibilities let me look at his bills let me look at the time he has to wake up let me look at his extended prayer life let me look at the church that he preaches at and the members that are both grateful and ungrateful. <laughs> Let me look at my age and that I'm young, still studying. I have no A-levels or no degree, no job, no nothing. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Ladies, <laughs> hold tight. I'm good. Praise God. And that was my mindset because I looked at the roles and the responsibilities of a man, of a father. And I realized that I am nowhere near ready. It is a big, big task to be a father. It's not just about sowing into a woman. It is about being responsible for the product of what you sow into that woman. Amen? Now, I used, I used the term woman specifically Pastor Johnson. I know Pastor Johnson will like this one because, you know, we're brothers. It's in the name, Michael. Now, we're living in a day of age where it's not only husbands sowing seeds into their wives, it is a, uh, praise God, all manner, amen. And there is no condemnation, there is no judgment because ultimately God is God and in Him, we have everything, amen, everything that we will need. So, it's important that regardless of whether you have put a ring on it or you have not put a ring on it, 
it is still yours. And therefore, Father, man, Mr. Man, step up and do right. Can I get an amen? Online, can I get an amen? Praise God. Praise God. It, it, it is so. It is so. If you are willing to have those two minutes of pleasure... Ooh, someone, I know someone online got offended by that one. Praise God. No one in the house got offended because, praise, you know, praise God. <laughs> praise God. <laughs> we'll move on swiftly. Amen. But it's important. It's important. As a man, step up. Step up. There are too many men who do not step up. There are too many fathers who do not step up and do right by their children. You brought them into the world. You must take care of them whilst in this world. Amen. And that's one thing I love about my father. Um, he's told, he's mentioned stories about um, the challenges that we faced when I was younger, uh, because we were we were poor, as he says, we were po, that poor that you can't even finish spelling the word. No, we didn't have enough money to buy the remaining letters of the O R <laughs> for poor, amen. So we were po. That's a different type of poverty right there. And. You know, there were times when, you know, I would ask for things, as, as, as every child does, and I wouldn't get it. Um, you know, uh, we all know about the crisp shop incident, um, crisp gate. Amen. For those who don't know, quickly, I was, I don't know, two, three. I uh, saw a pack of crisp in the shop, and those times, they're, crisp were cheap, you know. Ten, them 10p, ten you know, them 10p ten crisps, them simple ones that I don't sell nowadays. Oh, I miss those days. Um, it's just a little 10p Chris. I asked my dad, yeah, dad, daddy, can I have some keys? 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 And I said, shut up. Why are you asking for stuff here? When we come to the shop, I'm, I don't know why his accent was so strong. He had lived here for a while, but you know when you're angry, <laughs> you could be here for a couple of decades. When you're angry, native tongue. Me, I was born and raised here. Every now and then, it still comes out from where I don't know. But praise God. Um, it was, it was difficult. It was difficult. We, we, we didn't have enough. But thank God. I, I say, I know it's Father's Day, but thank God for Mama B. Thank God for Mama B. Once again, all, all the men in the house, all the men in the house, all the women in the house, please, I beg of you. This woman here is a gem. And if you, she's, she's, she's not perfect. In all of her ways. But my God is she close. My God is she close. So please. Mama B. We love you. Just as we love our bishop. We love you also. Amen. Amen. She, she reminded me and, and taught me and my sister. That it's not all about having your wants. It's not everything that you have. And at the right time. God will bless us and increase us. And her word has come to pass. And it is so now in our lives. Amen. So I honor my father and I honor my mother on this very special day. Amen. Uh, the scripture in the Bible, Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 to 4. Um, th today's topic will be seven reasons why prayers are not answered. Amen. We're in our season and month of prayer. But I felt it would um, not be correct if I didn't honor our Father and the Fathers on this special day first. Amen. Um, Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 to 4 reads, 
Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that you will live long on the earth. And also, fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture, ways, and admonition of the Lord. Amen. I want us to take this scripture, Ephesians chapter 6, 1 to 4. And please make this your bedrock scripture. This is the scripture that's kept me and my sister grounded and rooted in the faith. The first part of the scripture has always applied to me as a child. And as I have grown, married, and been blessed with two children, amen. When it comes to the second part about not provoking my children to wrath, but bringing them up in the nurture and the ways of the Lord, that is now my duty And that is now my responsibility. Amen. So we thank God for his blessings on our lives. Amen. So, seven reasons why prayers are not answered. Now, thank you, Bishop, once again, for giving me the opportunity to preach here. Amen. In order to, I wanted to tap into his graces more. Amen. So I'm not sure if the camera will show this properly. I'm just going to lift it up and you can tell me in the congregation if you can see what it says. Amen I tap into his grace, amen Amen, I remember years ago He was preaching and a man of God came and anointed him And blessed this particular um, Face towel And then when when I took it from him And I was going to give it back to him, he said no, you keep it And I've kept it And every, every now and then I always bring it out And I said today, today Father's Day, preaching I said, I want this here. I want my bishop beside me. Amen. I want his anointing beside me. Amen. So that he will speak and God will speak through me. Because I am, I am nothing without him. It is because of my, my father, my dad, that I am the man that I am today. And I've, I always continue. I remember speaking to my wife. I was getting quite emotional uh, a few years ago. We were talking and just about what do we want to achieve in life? Who do we want to be in life? And I just, started, I just broke down. He said, what's the matter? What's the matter? And I said, I don't know if I can ever live up to my father. I said, that's, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a weight. It's a weight. Because he, he came from nothing. Absolutely nothing to where he is today. That's, that's, that's a massive feat. That's a massive feat. And I'm so proud of him. And I said, I mean, we spoke and, you know, we, we went to the parents and we spoke to them as well. And we all, we all just got emotional. I don't think I've ever seen all four of us in tears at the same time. But they just, they just said to me, be, be who God wants you to be. Be who God has made you to be. And that will be enough. That will be enough. So I want to encourage every single person here and online, if you feel that there is some type of unjust pressure that has been put upon you, either from outside sources or even more likely from yourself, a lot of times we put pressure on ourselves when God is saying, relax, give it to me, I've got you. If that pressure has been put on you, I declare you free from that weight and that pressure now by the finger of the Most High God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, there are reasons why prayers are not answered. This scripture, uh, sorry, this word was presented initially 
by a pastor um, called Bob Russell. And he stated that there are reasons why prayers are not answered. Sometimes he gets a little bit impatient with, with men and women of God who say that if you just can be a bit more spiritual, a bit more closer to God, then he will answer your prayers. Some folks teach that if other believers just understood God's word better or had more faith in prayer, that God would always answer their requests. Just by a show of hands, out of curiosity, maybe I'm the odd one out. But how many of us have prayed and had every single one of our prayers or requests answered by God? I just, I just, maybe, maybe I'm praying amiss. And everyone else gets everything that they've asked for. Any, any hands? No? No? Praise God. Thanks. So we're all together on this journey. Amen. So, certain leaders um, have ignored the fact that there was a period in life when Jesus didn't have all that he needed. Certain leaders have also looked over the fact that the Apostle Paul, at times, for his life, struggled with a thorn in his flesh. He prayed, Paul prayed for God to remove the pain, but the Lord did not answer that prayer. There are times when we will pray and we will hear different types of answers. Sometimes God will say yes. Sometimes he will say no. Sometimes he might say wait. Other times he will say, you've got to be kidding me, right? You've, you, you, did you really ask me for that? Did, 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 you, did you really ask me for that? See, I didn't think God was a stammerer. But sometimes, I'm sure the prayers that we ask, God himself will be like, Really? 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 Praise God. I was watching a movie a couple of days ago. Oh no, it was, it was a series on Netflix. And um, the, the main actor said, one of the ladies said that she prays to God and he looked at her like, God don't want to speak to you. God don't want to speak to you. He said that God is in heaven and when that person calls, he's trying to, trying to, decline, he's trying to decline the call. I laughed and I had to ask God for forgiveness afterwards. I'm like, God, is that okay to laugh? And he's like, he's like, it's fine, son, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. May we never be people that God declines our cause. If God knows what you're calling to ask for, what you're praying to ask for, and it's always about you. It's always about me, I. Me, I. I and me again. May God not decline your cause. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, the first reason why prayers are not answered. Unconfessed sin. Unconfessed sin. So remember, not just sin, unconfessed sin. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we all fall short from time to time. We are striving towards perfection in Christ. Amen. The Bible says, surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. And that is from Isaiah 59, verse 1 to 2. The truth is, God doesn't distance himself from us. We distance ourselves from God. There were times when I used to think to myself, oh God, why are, you, why are you not here? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? And, you know, one of the, beauty, the beautiful things of spending time with God is that he gives you revelations and he gives you a word. And if you spend more time with him, he'll give you specifically a word that's for you. 
And once it grows and takes and bears fruit in you, then it can be a blessing to everyone else. So for me, one of the things that's key to my life is two words. Mirror check. Mirror check. God showed me at a very young age that when anything happens in your life, good or bad, you always must check yourself. It was specifically in the times of tests and trials. Always mirror check. Even if you believe that someone has done you wrong, 99% they've done you wrong. You played no part whatsoever in what happened. I promise you, there is always something that you could have done better. Every single time. I can't tell you how many times that someone's done me wrong and I thought to myself, no, that was uncalled for, that was unprovoked, I did nothing. And God said, yeah, you did nothing initially, but look at what you did as things proceeded. When I said you should say this, you didn't say this. And because you didn't say this, this is what ended up happening. So as much as we think it's always someone else's fault to blame, someone else to blame, we have to always check ourselves. Let me ask, let me ask those a question in the house because the word of God comes for all of us, amen? And some of it will apply more to your neighbor, some of it will apply more to you. Let me ask you guys a question. And let's be real. You know, Mama B, hashtag keeping it real. When people have hurt you, disappointed you, look back now, just think quickly, because we're talking about unconfessing, right? When people have hurt you, upset you, how many of us have taken some responsibility for the wrong that that person or those people did? Just raise your hand. That person who broke your heart, the one that did you dirty, how many of you have taken ownership that part of it was your fault? <laughs> oh, sorry. Let me start. I just feel I didn't, I got to leave by example. Father Michael. Okay. No, not, not many hands. Oh, okay. So, so everyone who let you down, it was all their fault, yeah? It was 100% their fault, right? Yeah? Yeah, Jimmy. It was Jimmy's fault. Yeah? Bruno, the one that we don't talk about. Yep. Okay. So, okay. Oh, so, that, so just by show of hands, just like I'm, I'm out of curiosity. Okay, okay. A few of you take Wow. Wow, okay. So y'all, y'all some saints up in this house. Saints, no sinners. Okay. Praise God. All right, so I'm, going to just talk, I'm talking to a few then. The rest of you can just, just relax for a moment because it don't apply to you clearly. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, gosh. I'm telling you, everything, everything that has gone wrong, everyone who has done us wrong, hurt us, upset us, broken our heart, left our lives, whatever it is, whether it be relationships, whether it be church, whether it be workplace, whether it be family, father, mother, whoever it is, there is always something that we could have done better. Because most of the time when these things happen, the likelihood is that we don't turn to God. We turn to flesh. And right there is the one thing each and every one of us could have done better. Amen? Hallelujah. So we'll, we'll move on from that one. Amen? Okay. Um, next scripture. 1 John 1, 6-10. If we can have this one up on the screen, please. 1 John 1, 
6 to 10. One thing I love about the word and what's important to do with the word is really break it down. Take it verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. Amen. So 1 John 6, 1 John chapter 1, verses 6 to 10. If we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in light and he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So, each and every one of us in this house decrees and declares that we are born again, saved, and we have a relationship and a fellowship with God. True? True? Fantastic. But if we walk in darkness, unconfessed sin, we lie. Now, I don't like being called a liar. There's certain things in life that, that, that get to us. One thing is me being called a liar. You call me a liar? Yeah, it's on. It's on. But, am I a liar? Mirror check. Can I hear mirror check? Mirror check. Because there's times when we don't like to be insulted. We don't like to be corrected. But if you're wrong, you're wrong, no? If you're wrong, you are wrong. And we need to check ourselves. If This is one thing I learned, and I teach this, the children I work with at school, and one thing I learned from my parents. If you don't like being corrected, stop making mistakes. If you don't like being told off for doing the wrong thing, stop doing the wrong thing. That's it. Simples. Bishop, compare the meerkat. That's it. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. I don't like... When Bishop tells us off in his house, Bishop has, has mellowed down so much, and we thank God for that, because my man was scary. My man was scary. So imagine, yeah? You guys know his, the, the fear factor, how he used to be. Yeah, that was here. Man got that at home as well. So, you know, my voice all shaking. I'm getting little flashbacks. Forgive, amen. <laughs> I, I hated, hated being told off by, by both my parents, but especially dad. Because it was, just, it was just, you know, you do something wrong at school. As soon as you've done it, you're like, Jesus, they're going to call my parents. And mom's going to be, mom's going to explain and tell me off. But dad's just going to come and, yeah. yeah. You, you see that example where he gives where he says, um, he would explain to me, you know why I'm going to have to beat you, yeah? You know why? Do you understand why you're being beat? Do you understand what you did? <laughs> yes, dad. <laughs> yes, dad. And the thing is, that's the worst one. Because you know the licks are coming. Uh, sorry, um, you know the telling off is coming. I'm a grown man now, man. Oh, anyway. um, but you know, you know you're getting big trouble. Big trouble. So, if you don't want to get in trouble, if you want to be on your father's good side, if you want to be on God's good side, do what he has told you to do and try your hardest 
to stay away from the things that he has told you to stay away from. So if he says you have sinned, he said unconfessing. He did not say sin because he knows that we are working our way towards perfection. So it's unconfessed sin that makes our prayers to not be answered. So if you have slipped up, made a mistake today, confess it, go again. You make a mistake tomorrow, confess it, go again. And as you are confessing, going again, you are consciously trying to be better than you were yesterday. Amen? Me saying that we sin each day and fall short is not license to continue, continue doing the same sins that are holding us back in life. So please, I can, I can, I can see that one person there sitting at home like, rah, Pastor Michael said man sins every day, you know. So boy, you know, I just keep sleeping with, um, I'm putting no names, no, no names, no names, no names. We ain't playing. Praise the Lord. Amen. But it's important, please, if you slip up, make a mistake, ask God for forgiveness and live your life better. Amen. It says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Amen. Number two. So the first reason why prayers are not answered is unconfessed sin. Second reason we have here is an unforgiving spirit. An unforgiving spirit. Amen. Uh, Mark 11, verse 25. Mark 11, verse 25. The NIV version reads, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So we must forgive in order to be forgiven. We must forgive in order to be forgiven. So God is waiting with arms open wide to forgive us. Are we the reason why we have not been forgiven? Because we have not given first. Mirror check. Can I hear mirror check? There's going to be a lot of mirror checking today. Amen. So please don't, don't turn your face away from the mirror. And I know this is Father's Day. I know there's men and women in the house. Amen. Women, we know how you love looking in the mirror. Wow. Wow. Okay. So it's like that, huh? Okay. It's a stereotype. It's a stereotype. Okay. Quick question. Is it a false stereotype? Silence in the house. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. <laughs> amen. 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 All right. Um, Bishop taught us. Yeah. There was one, um, there was one Friday prayer meeting. Um, a, a few years ago, and I remember Bishop teaching them about the, the power of forgiveness. And once again, mirror check, I, I looked at myself and I thought to myself, hold on. Because a lot of times we hold grudges and sometimes you forget, you actually forget who you're, who, who you're holding a grudge against until either their name comes up, their memory comes up, or, or something else or other. And you're like, you thought you were fine. And you're like, oh, yeah, that one there. And all of a sudden, you were happy. You were joyful. And then just like that, boom, mad. 
anger. Just, just, you just see black and red, you know. In, in one of the Medea plays, like, you see black and red. Next thing you realize, you've got a dead body in the trunk and you're running from the police on R95. And hallelujah. <laughs> That's not our portion, praise God. Stay safe. No, no, no weapons. Amen. Take it to God, not to the... Yeah, praise the Lord. Amen. But um, he, he, he taught a message and I just, I literally sat there and I remember when we finished church, I went home and I, I, I made a list of everyone who I could remember had done something to either hurt me or hurt my family or hurt the church or, you know, whatever it was. I literally consciously sat down, made a list and said, okay, who's done me wrong? And literally one by one, one by one, I consciously chose to forgive that person. So whether it was someone from school, college, uh, university, um, people who up and left and you know, tried to destroy the church, whatever it was, whoever had did it, I literally made a list and said, I, I need to let it go. Because you know, Bishop cracks joke and he says that, oh, uh, you're the one living with resentment and hurt and pain and they're in Barbados sipping something. And it sounds, it's like, okay, oh, yeah, fish, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. It's true. It's true. That person's living their life absolutely fine. You're here unable to live your life because of them. And ultimately, as much as it's destroying your life now, that's going to prevent your prayers from being answered and prevent you from making it into heaven, which is meant to be our ultimate goal as believers. Oh, hell no. Yeah, I said it. Hell no. Not happening. Not happening. Nuh-uh. No, not happening. And when you hear that word, when you hear something like that, it's for each one of us to take it on board and change. The word can come today, the word can come tomorrow, the word can come next year. If we don't take it, believe it, act upon it, nothing will change. It was, I remember it was, a, it was a Friday evening, I heard Bishop say, and I said, okay, all right, made the list. Forgave every single up to that point in life, whoever had done me wrong, I, I forgive every single person. Bar one. Bar one. I'm trying to see if I wrote it here or if I, I'm going to touch on it later. So I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Where are we? Bada 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 ba. Yes, there we go. <laughs> yes. I forgave everyone. Bar one. Can I hear bar one? You know there's always that one there. Everyone's been hurt by people. You know there's that one, that one there. That just like, ooh, ooh. Okay. And it's funny because this person didn't even do me wrong. It, it, it didn't do me wrong. Did my mum wrong. There you go. There you go. There you go. Did my mum wrong. So for those of you who know, you know. I'm going to touch on it briefly. Now, the, the man who raised my mum, the one who she had to live with, and you've heard the story that um, quite often she would be given fair to make her way to school, which was not close. Young girl by herself. Dangerous streets of Ghana, you know what I'm saying? Um, she'd be given fair to go one way. So if it cost, let's say, let's just say 50 cities, 50 Ghana cities to go and 50 to come back, that's 100 Ghana cities. She'll be given 50 Ghana cities to go to school and basically it's like, you, you find your own way to get back home. She was treated badly, rudely, like she was nothing and I, I would, you know, obviously you hear this stuff when you're growing, growing up, growing up. And then we would go to Ghana as children. And because we're Ghanaian, and we have to be respectful, can you hear the, in my voice? I have forgiven, don't worry, I have forgiven. But for the sake of, for the sake of the story, I'm tapping into my drama degree. Big up Roehampton alumni, 09. 
for the, for the sake of the story, I've got to be dramatic. Um, we would go to Ghana as children and have to, have to go and pay our respects, you know, go and see the family and sit there. I, every time I would go there, I would sit there like, and they'll be like, he'll be like, oh, hello. I'm like, I'm, tr- I'm trying. I'm tra- for the sake of my parents and my mom. If I know my parents, that Bishop wouldn't go. Bishop, big man, he can choose where he goes and where he don't go. Me, I was a child. I had to go. So go, and I'm like, they'll be talking. I'll just, just sit in there in the corner, just like fuming, like, you did what to my mom? You did what to my mom? And I just, I just had to stay calm, to just, just, you know, just stay calm, stay calm. And then with Ghanaians, I'm not sure, I'm sure it applies to, to other nationalities as well. They can be rude. For no reason, they're just rude. They're like, oh, look at you. Oh, you're getting so big now. Oh, look at you. Oh, do you sing? Oh, is that your voice? Oh, dear. Oh, 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 oh dear. Oh, dear. Okay. And they're just, they're just rude. They're just, and it's like, okay, just hold, just hold your tongue. Hold your tongue for the, for, for the love of my father and my mother. And they've raised me well. Let me not come and tell you about yourself. Man, I'm from England. South London. I'll come tell you about yourself. Praise the Lord. I had to just, you know, deep breaths, deep breaths. And we're go, going up, going up. <laughs> My sister said, let him have it. <laughs> Praise God. And I just had to, I had to just learn that, okay, you need to forgive. You need to forgive. Like, Bishop was traveling the world, you know, left, right, and center. And it was, it was, it was Mama B who made sure, she, who steadied the ship and made sure that me and my sister understood why Dad was away for so long and understood who God is and why we need to love God. So... That's how important she was to us. And hearing how she had been treated, it was hard to swallow. But she also taught us that, no, we have to forgive. We have to let it go. It's because it's ultimately, it's only going to hinder you. And that's the thing about life. Life is not fair. Life is a warfare. So we need to understand and accept this truth. It's not fair. People treat you badly all the time. It's not fair. Sometimes you've, you, you deserve it. Most of the time you don't. Life is not fair. But life is what you make it. So we need to make life what we want it to be. No more excuses. No more blame. No more finger pointing. No, nope, I'm sorry. I just, yeah. No more finger pointing. Make it what you want it to be. Amen. So today, I want each and every one of you to take time. Not necessarily now. Now if you want to. But not necessarily now, more when you go home. Look into your heart at anyone or everyone you might be harboring some type of unforgiveness towards. And please, oh please, let it go. Make a conscious decision to let it go. There are, there are people in our lives now who have to be in our lives. Can't get rid of them legally. So, you need to forgive them. You have to forgive them. Because it is affecting you more than them. It is preventing your prayer from being answered. Imagine this. Prayer is our um, communication and conversation with God. It's our, it's our telephone to the Almighty, to the Father. So, just imagine, just imagine, it, imagine it as a normal phone. You've got your phone here. You're trying to call God. You call him, you speak to him, and he says, okay, I hear you, but I can't answer you. And you say, why can't you answer, why can't you answer me, God? 
And he says, because you haven't forgiven that person. Yeah, but that person did this to me, so I'm not forgiving them. Next day. God, why can't you answer my prayer? Because you haven't forgiven that person. All this while, things are getting worse in our lives. Nothing is changing. If things aren't progressing, they are regressing. If you're not making progress, you're moving backwards in life. Standing still is not positive. Being in one place, unless you're being still to hear the word of God or hear from God, is not positive. So, please, let it go. You have to choose to let it go. People will hurt you. Pastor Johnson last week, when he, when he said the thing about we put, we put the faith that we put in God, we also put in people. Oh, man. That's, that's what I said. There's always something that comes from each word that's for you to take. When I heard that there, oh, my goodness. Me and my wife had a, a beautiful discussion on that where I had to say to myself, I hope I, I hope I don't put the same faith and expectation that I put on God on her because we are not perfect. We will, we will disappoint each other. We will let each other down. As much as we love each other and are trying to grow in Christ together, we are not perfect and we will make mistakes. I have to accept that. And that's my wife I'm talking about. The closest relationship, bar God. What expectations are we putting on people? What are we expecting from others? And who are we being ourselves? Very important. So please, at some point today, make your list and let them go. Amen? Amen, amen. Put your hands together for the Lord, amen. So the first point was unconfessed sin. Number two, an unforgiving spirit. Third reason why prayers are not answered is an unbelieving heart. An unbelieving heart. James chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. James chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. Please make sure you write down the scriptures, amen, so you can go back and feed on them later. It reads, NIV version reads, But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind that man or that person will not think anything from the Lord because he is double minded he is a double minded man and unstable in all that he does now there are certain scriptures <laughs> that I remember hearing growing up and just thinking ouch ouch to be called a double-minded person and unstable in all your ways. It's, no, it's not, it's not a nice testimony, amen? And I pray that is never any of our portion, amen? But it, the Bible says that if you ask and doubt and do not believe, you are double-minded and you are unstable. So it's not me calling you double-minded. You can take it up with the Most High yourself, amen? But once again, you read the scripture and you think, oh no, it doesn't apply to me. Very quickly, mirror check. Mirror check. What have you asked of God that is of his word, but you didn't believe was going to happen? You've asked, but you've doubted. You've asked, but you haven't believed. So, we have been double-minded. 
and we are unstable. If we are double-minded and unstable, the Lord cannot bless us. He cannot answer our prayer if we do not believe. I wrote down, reading the word is one thing. Knowing the word is another. Believing the word is a whole another another, as our bishop would say. And God gave me a revelation yesterday. I was like, whoo, I have to share this one with my wife. I said, I'm just going to say this part. I'm not going to say anything else. God said, even the devil himself believes the word of God. The devil himself believes the word of God. And I was like, God, what, 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 what kind of statement is that? Is that, well, if the devil didn't believe the word of God, why would he oppose us? Why would he steal from us? Kill us? Threaten us? Try to keep us out of the house of God? Away from people who God is trying to put into our lives? Why would he hinder our progress? Why would he bring sickness, ailment to us? If he didn't believe that the word of God is all-powerful, God is all-knowing, the devil believes the word of God. Do we believe the word of God or do we doubt? We are better than the devil. We are bigger than the devil. We are more powerful than the devil. So we must believe the word of God. If he says yes, it's yes. Even if you can't see it yet, just believe. Even if you can't see it, confess it. Speak life, not death. Speak life not death there are too many times where we have prayed in the house and destroyed our prayer when stepping out of the house no more can I hear no more can I hear no more believe with your heart and confess with your mouth amen one thing we need to do I remember uh, when I was younger I thought to myself the Bible says believe in your heart and confess with your mouth meaning that if I don't believe in my heart I shouldn't confess with my mouth not so sometimes you need to confess with your mouth and then confess with your mouth again then keep confessing with your mouth and when you're tired of confessing your mouth guess what you need to do sir confess with your mouth again and when you're sick and tired of confessing with your mouth you know what you then need to do one more time confess with your mouth the more you confess the more you believe the more you speak the more you believe which is why it's so important what do you confess? What do you confess? Are we aware that sometimes we have brought death and damnation, betrayal into our lives because that's what we believe? And that's what we speak. Oh, surely this person, Jimmy is going to come. He's going to break my heart. Ah, he's going to break my heart. Maybe you don't say it, but your, your, your associations do. And you believe in associations. I remember there was one time, praise God, story time. Can I, one day, one day in college, I'm, I'm, I hope I've told Bianca about this, praise God. If I haven't, <laughs> better pray for your boy, amen. But um, in college, there was um, a certain female, cute, pretty, but um, I want to I be, be polite. A few sandwiches short of a picnic, would that be the description? Yeah. Minister Jones, Minister Deborah, would that be... Yeah, that would be about right, innit? Yeah. A few sandwiches short of a picnic, a few rich teas short of a... Yeah, an afternoon tea. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And um, 
what's my point even? I don't remember now. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, cl- clearly, God's not necessary, so amen. Saved. <laughs> if it comes back to me, I'll share it. Or when I watch, when I watch the web back, it'll come back to me, amen. Moving on, sweet. Praise Lord. Even the de- yeah, anyway, praise the Lord. All right, point number four. <laughs> point number four. Um, so point three was an unbelieving heart. Point number four, why prayers are not answered. Improper motives. Improper motives. There have been times where we have prayed for things for the wrong reason and still questioned God and been angry at God why they didn't come to pass. Now, one of the, one of the key ones that comes to mind is I, I remember going to a church and they were they were praying for for singles to to get married and sometimes we hear bishops say certain things and it seems like oh it can't be true one thing i've learned about life is that everything is possible and everything can be true i used to think that certain people didn't exist until i went to university and realized that the same people that i only saw on tv and thought oh yeah that's that's make believe and that's fake we're at my university. They're live and in color for me to see, hear, cover my eyes in all their glory, and sometimes, sometimes in all their glory. Praise God! You know, you come out your room, you see things. You're like, you know, what? I'm just gonna turn right back around, <laughs> just go back. My lecturer says, "Why are you late?" I'm like, huh, "Do I have a story to tell you?" My goodness, but. You see all manner of things in life. And I've, I saw one, one church I went to, one, one, um, one, one guy was praying. And he was praying, he was going in, he was going in. I thought, okay, yeah, this, yeah okay. This is, this, is, this is prayer. This is prayer right here. And then all of a sudden, um, one of the security guys came and pulled him to the side. And I'm like, oh, what's happening here? He's like, and, and you know you're trying to focus. <laughs> but, but you're like, okay. Sha-da-da-da-da. Because you want to, you're, you're curious. You're curious. You want to know what's going on there. So I was like, okay, what's, what's happening here? I turned to the one here is, why are you praying for that? Why are you praying for that? Should you be praying for that? And he's like, oh, but. And there's like, the guy said, oh, but it's, it's, it's what I want. It's my heart's desire. I want her. I want her. I want her so bad. And the guy's like, are you mad? Are you, are you, what do you mean you want her? Do you not see the ring on her finger? Do you not know she's, she belongs to that minister there? Yes, I know. But the pastor said, God shall give us the desires of our heart. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, oh, oh Lord, oh. So when I heard this to me, like, let me let me pray harder, because boy, this I, I need to pray harder than him to nullify <laughs> to nullify his prayer. You, you're standing there, you're like, am I am I hearing what I'm hearing? Is he? Did he just say he wants her, even though he knows she's married to the minister, because the pastor said that God will give him the desires of his heart. I said, this one here, this one here is wicked. This is, this, is, this is wicked and evil. I remember the service finished and he came to buy books. Which book did I even... Um, I can't remember what book it was. All I know is that he wanted to buy a particular book. And I said, you need to go buy this one. I said, don't buy this one. Buy this one. I think it was Bishop's book on is it forgiveness. I think it might have been Bishop's book on forgiveness. But I said, wherever it was, I said, he said he wanted this one. I said, I said... I was just about to say, I feel the Spirit say, and I said, don't put the Spirit's name where, where he hasn't put his name. I just said to him, out of professional, professionalism, 
I think you would be better served taking this book. And he actually, he actually bought both. So God willing, um, his life has changed where he is. Amen. But sometimes we ask for, uh, with improper motives. And obviously that example is, you know, you can say it's on the high end of the, the, the improper spectrum. But it's there. It's there. It's there. What are the things that we're praying for and asking that we know it's not, it's not to further the kingdom. It's not even to help your family. It might, it's literally just for you. It's just for you. And once it comes to you, that's it. We won't see you. The bishop's number, you'll forget. Uh, you know, your, your, your department who? What, what department? What, what church? You know, what, are the, what are our motives? What are the motives behind why we are asking for the things that we are asking for? The Bible says in James uh, chapter 4, verse 3, When you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Your pleasures. Now, please, understand, when you ha- if you have to spend on your pleasures, fantastic. That should not be priority, and that definitely shouldn't be prayer topic number one. Definitely shouldn't be prayer topic number one. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, praise Thy kingdom come, praise. Thy will be done, praise, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. Even the fact that, give us this day, Pastor Johnson, our daily bread. The bread that he gives to us isn't for us. Or it's not just for us. It's to feed the masses. It's to feed the masses. So even the first thing that we pray for that's for us is not even just for us. It's meant to be for the people. Amen? So, improper motives, number four. Um... Expanding on James, in the book of James, James 4. Um, actually, I want us to go to that scripture. In fact, I have it here. So, verse 1 says, James 4, 1 to 4. Verse 1 says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? So, the question I wanted to ask now was, that feeling, what is that feeling that we get when we don't get what we want? When you don't get your way, you don't get what you've asked for, how does it make you feel? I'm opening the floor. I want, I want some answers. Angry. What else? You don't, get, you don't get what you want. You don't get what you've asked for. You don't get your way. How does it make you feel? So we've got angry. What else? Disappointed. Sad. Anything else? Or should we stop with those? Bitter. Jealous. Resentful, envious, a bit murderous. Let's, let's take it there. Because it happens. And it's true. And if, we can't, if, we can't be tr- if you can't be true with yourself, how can God bless you? If you can't be honest with yourself, what chance do we have of saving others? You can't bring people to a God that you yourself aren't honest with and aren't open with and aren't truthful with. Amen? So it's very important to be honest. Verse 2 reads, You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covert, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and you fight. So we don't get what we want, so we quarrel and we fight. How many times have you or your children asked for something, received the answer no, and then been angry? both in words, in action, or in your heart. The heart one is a scary one. Because in words, I can tell you're angry. In your action, I can tell you're angry. 
But if you, got, if you don't show it and it's in your heart, that's deeper, that's more troublesome, and that's more detrimental, amen? Even how many times, and for those who are married in the house and online, you, you're going to like this one or not like this one. How many times has a wife asked her husband for something? Received the answer, I don't think we need that right now. That's not a good idea, or that's too expensive, and it has led to quarrels, arguments, and fights. I'm not even going to ask you guys to put up your hands, because I can see your hearts, and I can see your hands raised in your hearts. Some of us are in the house saying never, but I have seen that if we sin, no, I'm joking, I'm joking, let's, let's not go, and say we have no sin. No, it's, it, it happens. It happens. You know, sometimes it can be, it can be vice versa. Um, history has shown that it's normally that way around. But it happens. No one likes to hear no. As people, no one likes to be rejected. No one likes, okay, you want something, you desire something, and then you're told no, or you can't have it. It's not a nice feeling. Naturally, it's not a nice feeling, amen? But it's what we do when we feel that, that way that will determine whether we are sinning or not sinning, whether our prayers will be answered or not answered. Um, verse 3 when you ask, you do not receive because you ask the wrong mo- with the wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So the things that we're asking for, are they selfish? Are they temporary? And are they fickle? I have to think to myself, wow, what are the things that I'm asking God for? Are they selfish? Will it just favor me? Will it just benefit my family? Because even if it benefits my family, that's not enough. In God's eyes, that's not enough. It's a start, but it's not enough. Are the things that we're asking for temporary? I want it now. And as soon as the next thing comes along, I'm going to dash that one to the side and pick up the next thing. And are they fickle of, of, of non-importance? Remember, something that's important to you isn't necessarily important to God and what we need to do as believers is really open our minds and start praying prayers that are important to God if he's going to bless us if he's going to increase us with whatever we're asking for will it just be for us or will it benefit kingdom because me I need God to bless me with some money and you say as it is I need God to bless me with some money and I know in my heart of hearts, I remember when I was growing up, I used to do this thing all the time. I need to do it again. I would say, if God blessed me with one million pounds, this is how I'll break it up. And I would literally write down all my allocations. In it, like, like tithe, church, parents. Um, I don't think I was married at the time, so it, there was no wife and children there. But now, throw, that, throw it in there. Wife gets this, children gets this. Uh, peoples, you know who you are. Peoples <laughs> get this. Church members, you know, I'm sure I'll take everyone on a nice little holiday as well. You know, get, let's get down to the coast for, for a night. Why not? Why not? But then also, of course, savings, investments, and stuff for the future. You can't just squander it all. And I would do this all the time. I would write it out. I'm like, God, let it happen. God, let it happen. And God is like, I'm happy you're writing this all out. But, brother, you need to go work. <laughs> Don't just, it's not just going to come. It's not just going to come. You need to go and do what you need to do. But... I say this because God knows our hearts. God knows our hearts. And the things that we're asking for, are they with proper motives? Or will he bless us and will we duck and run 
you have to know. You know. Mirror check. Can I get mirror check? No, see, no one wants to mirror check, you know. That means you've got to take evaluation of your life, your heart. Can I hear mirror check? Praise the Lord. Amen. So please have proper motives. And final verse, verse 4. Oh, Lord. I probably should get you to come and read this one. You adulterous people. <laughs> Don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity or separation against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy to God. Wow. Wow. Sometimes, like I said, them scriptures there, them ouch scriptures. Them ouch scriptures. You adulterers. You adulterous people. Wow. Cheating on God with the world. That's, that sounds really bad. When you put it like that, it actually sounds worse. Which is good, because sometimes you need it to sound worse. You need things to sound worse. There's, if, if things don't sound as bad as they truly are, Sometimes you don't feel the need to change. It's like, oh, it's okay. I can just you know, put a little tape over that crack. Now, if you, know, if you know it's about to break and you're about to fall through, you can see the severity of what it is. And what I wrote down was prioritizing the things of the world over the things of God is not a smart idea. Yesterday, during Bishop's stream um, with his brother, um, he, he stated that we're meant to love the world but not the values of the world. But literally, as soon as I heard it, I wrote it straight down in my notes. I'm like, ooh, love the world. Care for the world, but don't love the values of the world. Because the values of the world are corrupt. There's nothing wrong with, like I said, you want a nice car, you want a nice house, you want nice possessions in, in both of those things. Nothing wrong with that. It's not priority. It's not number one in the list. At all. At all. At all. Amen? So love the world, but not the values of the world. Because the values of the world are corrupt, selfish, temporary and fickle. Amen? Amen. Point number five. So point number four was improper motives. Improper motives. Number five, fifth reason why prayers are not answered. An alienated marriage relationship. An alienated marriage relationship. This one's going to be fun. Praise God. First Peter three verse seven. First Peter three verse seven. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives. Treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. So, husbands, we have to treat our wives with respect. Treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs equal with you of the gracious gift of life so that our prayers are not hindered. So men, treat your wives with respect so that your prayers are not hindered. As Mama B does, I always like to make the scripture inverse as well. So women or wives, treat your husbands with respect as well that your prayers will also not be hindered. Now, I want to look at this word. I saw the word weaker and I was looking at the definition of the word weaker. None of them were, were very positive. And I was like, ooh, okay. You call, you call a woman weak, it's, you know, you're, you're asking for trouble. So I said, okay, let's, let's, let me look deeper to find exactly what it's referring to. And two things stood out to me. Um, as we know, in general, the, the physical body of men is genu generally, generally, not all the time, but generally stronger than the female's body when it comes to body mass or muscle mass. And the second um, thing that came out to me was the term easily damaged. Now, Bishop has spoken about women being fragile, being like an egg you have to handle with care. 
Um, so when I saw the term weaker, it's like they are easily damaged, meaning you need to be, as, as a husband or as a man or as people, you need to be very careful how you relate with your wife or how you relate with women and, and females in general. Now, um, I've heard it said a lot, and I, we'll see how true it is in, in the house and online. A lot of times, females to females. Um, a lot of times, certain females prefer having male friends because it's easier to get along with them and there's not as much there's not as much clashing and you know envy and jealousy and that stuff is that is that generally true yeah okay fair enough fair enough. that's 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 what i've seen or heard um growing up i remember even my days at school um and working in a primary school you could literally have um a set of a set of girls who are friends in the morning Worst of enemies at break time. Best of friends at lunch. Don't, can't stand each other during the last subject of the day. And I literally leave in, leave in school at the end of the day holding hands. So all manner of emotions, multiple times, all within one day. Praise God. Females. Gotta love them. Amen. Gotta love them. Um, and what's also interesting is I've also seen similar traits. Now, this, this is where it gets deep. We're going deep, y'all. Uh... I've also seen these types of traits in, to tap into Pastor Johnson's grace, he said it, not me, big buffalo women, <laughs> big grown women, I've seen similar traits in big grown women, I thought, I thought a comment was coming, Pray, am, I wrong? am I wrong for that? Praise the Lord, Praise God. the power of the microphone, amen. Um, similar traits where, you know, bless, gotta love our women, innit? One, one moment, you know, everyone's cool, everyone's good, yeah, happy, happy. One, one, one person will say something the wrong way, maybe look at them the wrong way, do something before you realize, like, wait, 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 what's wrong with y'all? Like, were you guys not cool? Like, just, we, 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 you guys are friends, what's happening? No, I don't know, I, I can't stand that. That's why I don't want to speak to so I'm like, Oof. I'm like, what's happened? <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's interesting. But the reason why I brought up that example is because we, we, we've, we've all seen it. We all see it. And when I saw the term weaker, easily damaged, that's, that's what kind of came to my mind where it's like, okay, obviously um, men need to, so husbands need to be careful how they treat their wives. Alongside that, not, not belittling it, alongside that, I think what's important, and I wanted to say this to the women, please be careful and respectful of how you all treat each other. That's, that's, that's what I really wanted to take away from this point here because if you all know that you're easily damaged you can take things to heart quite quickly if you know that's your story don't do it to someone else be careful of how you talk or treat someone else because you know that it only takes this one thing to be said and you, your back might get up so if you know that you too you too be careful how you say things, how you do things, how you go about things. You know, a lot of, a lot of times, you know, a women's offense is caused by women. You know? It's true. I mean, you know, men's offense is normally caused by women as well, but that's another story for another... <laughs> that's another story for another day. Gabby, can I get an amen? What's Johnson? Yeah, sorry. That's good. Sorry, sorry. I got... Hold on, hold on one sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bishop's got me, amen. <laughs> Praise God. 
But it's true. It's literally when I when I was writing this point and just praying, that really just stuck out in my mind. I said, Lord, I know this is for everyone, and I know it's Father's Day, and you know we're talking about um, the the point was number five, an alienated marriage relationship. But the thing that, that just stuck in my heart was like, women, how do you treat your women? How do you relate with your women? If you are upset, will you take it out on them? Or can you take a moment to actually just take time and explain to them why you're upset? There's, there's been too many occasions. I'm at university. I, was, I had a friend, and um, we were all friends. We were all in the same group. And then the person just decided to, you know, I don't know what had happened to them that day, but they just, just you know, they were upset by something. It could, it could have been major. It could have been minor. I don't, to this day, I don't know. And they just came in and were just rude. But the thing is, they weren't rude to everyone. They weren't rude to the guys. They were only rude to the females. And I was like, that's not right. That's not right. Even, even I worked with someone uh, a few years ago who the women at work couldn't stand her. But the guys at work loved her. There's a, that's a big problem. That's a big problem. I mean, you, 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 can, you can figure out why yourselves. Praise God. Don't let your mind run too far, though, innit? <laughs> <laughs> Don't let your mind run too far, but women know women as well. So that that wasn't correct. That wasn't correct. It was her her grief and her, her anger and her her non niceties were always shown to other women, but to the guys, she was sweet as a sweet as a pie, sweet potato pie. It's not it's not right. So please, I encourage you, women in the house, women online, let God be your source. Let God be your director. And when things happen, try not to go flesh first. Try to go to the spirit. So I move back to Mama B. Like I said, Mama B's not perfect. Mama B had, Mama B's history, Mama B's history is probably darker than every, everyone else's. Mama B's ways were probably darker than everyone else's. She was a bad breed to the core. <laughs> Rude to the core. Mama B, when she cuts you out, yeah, you start bawling. You start, you, hey, hey. Some of the stuff she said when she's with her best friend and they're talking, I'm like, Man, these are two pastors, you know. Two, two pastors. Not, not just pastors' wives, two pastors in their own right. This is the stuff they used to do. Jesus, Jesus. I'm like, I'll just sit there. I'm like, oh, my mom, you know. No, no spring chicken, no, no, no former angel. No, 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 no. No, no Charlie's angel. She, she would be the bad guy. She would, she, would, she would have been on the bad side, I promise you. <laughs> So it's important. So please, my final word on that point there. Women, please treat your fellow women with respect, love, care, and know that if something would aggravate you or it wouldn't be nice for you, please do not do it to them also. Amen? God bless you for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. So that was point number five. We have two more points. Amen. I'm going to fit in. Amen. Uh, Point number six for why our prayers are not answered. An anemic effort. An anemic effort. So your prayer lacks weight, it lacks body, is thin, is weak, is easily crumbled. An anemic effort. Um, examples, certain examples from the Bible of the opposite of this is uh, Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying 
to God for him. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly, consistently that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Sister um, Minister Deborah mentioned in the midweek the importance of praying without ceasing. Praying without ceasing. When I was growing up, I used to think it said pray without season. But initially, when I was younger, I thought it said pray without seasoning. But, um, you know, that's, that's uh, when you're young, you're young, isn't it? Praise the Lord. But I thought it said pray without season. I'm like, what does that mean? What about season? Was in, you pray outside seasons? But don't we always have four seasons? So, where's the prayer fit? Amen. That's why it's important to read the word for yourself. And pray without ceasing, without stopping. Consistently, continuously. Not 24-7, because obviously you can't do anything else in the day. But you must pray as your primary thing. You wake up, you pray. Go out your house, you pray. Bishop said you find a parking space, you pray. Every time me and my wife find a parking space, it's an immediate, thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Even as we leave church, when we leave church today, we're like, Lord, please. <laughs> Let there be... Two, we both drove, isn't it? Let there be two spaces. <laughs> so it's a double prayer now. Let there be two spaces. That's it. That's it. Everything is, everything is a prayer. Everything is a conversation and communication with God. It becomes a lifestyle. It doesn't, it's not just because of the things that you want. You know, for example, there's times when I've gone home and I've parked. And I'm like, God, let there be a, a parking space for, for my wife who's coming home with the children. So that when she comes home with the children, if it's late, she doesn't have to walk far or I don't have to walk far. They can just park there and come straight into the house. That prayer is not a selfish prayer. It's not an idle prayer. It's not a fickle prayer. And that prayer that doesn't benefit me. It benefits someone else wholeheartedly. Amen? So our prayer needs to be strong. Um, there have been many times, I remember speaking to Pastor Johnson, and one time he was counseling someone years ago in the church who left, praise God. So they left, so just so you know, it's not you. Yeah? But, yeah. And they left, left, so I don't, they're definitely not watching us online. But if you are, God bless you. Um, um, someone's like, yeah, you know, Pastor Johnson, why doesn't God hear my prayer? And Pastor Johnson's like, well, what, do you, what do you mean? It's a, it's, a, it's a broad question to ask. So Pastor Johnson's like, what do you mean? I prayed for this, nothing happened. I prayed for that, nothing happened. And the Pastor Johnson said, well, you just need to keep praying. He's praying. He's like, no, I don't want to keep praying. I prayed once, that should be enough. And I'm like, I love this man, you know. Because <laughs> Pastor Johnson's reactions at times are just the best. And then it was literally like, it was literally like, well, that was, that was it. No, no words, just, just a sound and a, and, a, and a raise of the shoulders. Well, <laughs> Because you're like, well, if you're not going to pray more than once. So come on, what, what do you think I can do? I can't help you. I'm just, I'm just a pastor here trying to, trying to seek God for myself. <laughs> you're not going to pray more than once. <laughs> you know, once someone, something happens, you have to turn, walk away and not laugh, because otherwise you're going to ruin the spiritualness that's going on. I just left. I just did. Just walk off, walk off, walk off um, camera. Praise God. <laughs> so, it was, it was literally that thing of, you, when you pray, you must pray and pray and pray and just continue to pray continue to pray until something changes until something happens um, hundreds of Christians have said that they have prayed about a situation only to discover that they have done one and done prayers 
one and done prayers. They are no one and done prayers. We must pray without ceasing. Pray without and also, Pastor Johnson, I've added a revelation, a fresh revelation. Um, you see how I used to think it said pray without season? You know how we have seasons in like spring, autumn, summer, winter, and we also have seasons in our lives as Christians and as people and as mothers, parents, children, multiple seasons. So we have multiple seasons in our life, right? So are there seasons that we're meant to pray and seasons that we're not meant to pray? No? So should we should, so we should pray without season, right? There you go. You go on that, that one was free. No charge. Pray without season. In every season, you pray. There's no season where you should not pray. Some seasons will require more prayer. You know, them dark seasons, them heavy, hard-hitting, you can't hear God's voice seasons, you know, distance from... Yeah, those seasons, you need to intensify your prayer. But in every season, we should pray without ceasing. Amen? Amen. And the final point, point number seven... Now, I'm really happy um, that the, the man of God, Bob Russell, put this point at the end. Because if it started at the beginning with it, it will be hard to receive the others. So, so I was glad when I saw this. Okay, even if it was point two, I would have made it personally point seven. Just so that you guys can you know, keep listening to me. Praise the Lord. Point number seven, why prayers are not answered. Uh, the sovereignty of God. To, to quote Pastor Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The sovereignty of God. The Bible says in Romans 9, 15 to 16. Romans 9, 15 to 16. I will have mercy on whom I have mercy on. I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. It does not therefore depend on man's desire or effort, but on God's mercy. Ultimately, God decides. Ultimately, it's his choice. Because the truth is... God knows us better than we know ourselves. So a lot of times, something that I think is a desire is not a desire. It's just a craving. It's just a want. A lot of things that we say we need, we really want to have, God is like, no you don't. Because I know you more than you know you. I know your future. I know your end from the beginning. And I know that if you get this, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. If, if I put this person in your life, who you want, it's going to hinder you. It's going to hurt you. And eventually, they're going to leave. And you're going to have to pick up the pieces. I've learned, and I keep learning, and continue to learn, that we have to pray for God's will to be done. When I was younger, and, and you know, being the son of a, a pastor or a bishop, people would forever ask me, do you want to be a pastor? Do you want to be a pastor? Growing up, my answer was no. No thanks. No chance. I'm good. Thank you. No, 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 no. Then it changed to, well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Knowing perfectly well I'm saying it, I'm not believing it. Um, then it was like, okay, well, if, if God wills. These times, if God wills, I said it, didn't believe it. I'm like, it ain't going to happen. And I got to the place where I just said, you know what? No, truly, if it's God's will, then, then so be it. I, I, didn't want, I didn't want the pressure. I didn't want to, the, the responsibility. Um, I, I didn't think I could handle it. And God was like, no, you can't handle it. You're right, you can't handle it. Him in me will handle it. 
and that's and that's the, that's the sole difference. So I've grown to to understand and know and continue to get to that place where it's God or nothing. It's God or nothing. My 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 life is for Him. It's not for me. It's not for my children. It's not for my wife. Primarily, it's not for my father. It's not for my mother. It's not for my friends. It's for and however he wants to use it or wills to use it to benefit all those people that I've just mentioned and the world, then, then let him do what he needs to do. As long as I fought it, there was always problems. When I stopped fighting it, life has been better. So look to God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Final, final thing I want to say. Um, I just want to make sure we, we leave with this understanding that God doesn't promise that all our prayers will be answered whenever we ask. He does promise, however, that he hears our prayers and in the end, all all will be made right in his time. In the meantime, ours is to not understand or explain, but to trust and wait on God. This is the lesson that every church leader and every church member needs to remember and needs to hold on to in their heart. So God richly bless you, amen, for allowing me to deliver God's word. And I pray that it will fall on the good ground of our hearts and we will take what we have heard today, listen back to it, and really walk and apply with it. I just want to remind us all that please take time to make sure you do not hold any unforgiveness towards anyone. Anyone who has done you wrong or hurt you, they, they could be in the church, they could be in your home, they could be your family, workplace, future, uh, sorry, past, present, wherever it is. Take time, consciously think, and consciously let it go. Amen? God bless you. Amen. 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 Cottonwood Publications presents the Financial Freedom Pack. The four newly released books by the author and prolific writer, Dr. Michael Hottonwood. Titles are 21 Reasons Why No Believer or a Pastor Should Be Poor, How to Get Out of Debt, and Stay Out of Debt, Steps to Becoming Debt Free, Why Budgeting is Not an Option, and Reasons Why People Walk in Lack. Order your copies today by calling 0208-689-6010 or order online at Amazon.co.uk, www.hasajuda.org. UK or michaelhottonwood.org. Debit or credit card accepted. Secure online payments by Visa card, MasterCard, Charge card, Stored Value card, Leech card, and PayPal.